Good evening. Welcome to Legacy Online. My name is Tim Gallimore. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank Pastor Brett for allowing me to come in and, and share the word that the Lord has placed on my heart tonight. I pray that it blesses you. Before we get started, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to minister your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord. We pray, Father, through your spirit, that those that are listening and watching tonight, that their hearts will be touched and their minds will be changed and they'll be drawn to you for that's what we're coming together for. Your word says that if you be lifted up, that you'll draw all men unto you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. The title of the lesson tonight is Why Bother? And that might sound a little strange to some of you, why, why I would have a lesson called Why Bother? But you'll, I think you'll come clearer to you as we move along. Why Bother? My foundation text tonight is found in Mark chapter 5. Uh, we'll see that in uh, verse 35, this is a, the beginning of Jesus uh, talking with Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue. But he had just left a situation where he healed the lady with the issue of blood. She had come up from behind and touched the hem of his garment, and she was instantly healed. Now, a few verses before that, Jairus had come to Jesus and asked him to come lay his hands on his daughter, for she was at the point of death. And Jesus agreed to do so. But on the way to Jairus' house, this young lady comes up, touches the hem of his garment, and was instantly made whole. And while Jesus expounded, while he exhorted her, while he uh, gave her attention, telling her that her faith had made her whole, this is where the story begins with Jairus. In verse 35, he says, And while Jesus was still speaking to the lady with the issue of blood, someone comes from the ruler's house. Now that is exactly like the devil. When something spectacular just happens, a miracle just happened. Your faith all of a sudden is rising up on the inside of you and you are, you are flying high. You, you know that you know that you know that what it is that you need from God is about to happen. You've just been infused with the power of God and the confidence and the trust in God because you've just seen it with your own eyes. While he was yet speaking, there came someone from the, ruler, uh, from the ruler's house to tell Jairus his daughter was dead. Now, why bother, this is their statement, why bother and distress the teacher any further? Why bother? That's the title of the subject tonight. Why bother? That's what the enemy would like for you to, to have dominating your thoughts right now. Why would you bother? You know, he's trying to, do, to uh, instill in us there is no hope. I wrote this down in my notes. This is how the devil wants to convince you there's no hope. He's, these people are asking Jairus, why bother the master? Why bother the teacher? The girl's already dead. There's no hope. Now, in verse 36, Jesus says, he, now listen to this. I really love this scripture. Overhearing but ignoring. We need to be doing that. Jesus overheard what the enemy, what the servants, what the people from the house were saying to Jairus. He overheard it, but he ignored it. And he said to the ruler, don't be seized. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. 
Now that word seized means to be stopped dead in your tracks, to be gripped and prevented from moving forward. That's what the enemy's trying to do to the church right now. That's what he's trying to do to believers right now. He's trying to stop us from moving forward. And we cannot allow that. Now, we need to be just like Jesus in this instance. We need to, sure, we hear what's going on in the world. We hear and we see what's happening around us. But we need to line that up. We need to balance that with the Word of God. We need to have it come up alongside the Word of God and see which one is true and then ignore it. Ignore what the world is saying. Ignore what we're hearing and trust God. That's what Jesus was asking of Jairus. Trust me, you've come this far. We can get this thing done. Don't be moved or struck with fear by what you just heard. Trust me, you have this far. Let's move ahead. Bless God. He's saying, this is my son. This is my strong suit. This is what I come to do. I come to destroy the works of the devil. And this falls in the line with that. I'm going to do what I was sent here to do. Just hang on for a few more minutes. Verse 37. He permitted no one to go in with him or to go along with him except for Peter, James, and John, the brothers of James. The sons of thunder they're referred to later on. Jesus took with him and that's what we need to do. We need to be surrounded by people like that. People we know can shake heaven. People we know that can touch the, the, the portals of heaven with a petition for us. We need not to be looking at what's going on in the world or distressed or struck or being stuck in a rut or stopped dead in our tracks, but that we trust in Him and have others come alongside of us where two or three are, are that we agree together, the Scripture says, if any two shall agree, as touching one thing, it shall be done. So pull alongside of you with people, men and women of faith that can agree with you and see it through, see this situation through whatever you're facing or whatever we're facing in the earth, whatever we're facing in society. He permitted no one but these strong men of faith to go along with him. When they arrived at the house, the ruler of the synagogue, he looked carefully and with understanding. Jesus was looking carefully and with understanding at the tumult of the people weeping and wailing loudly. Now it says that he was looking and understanding, but it doesn't say that he agreed with them. In fact, as we move on, we'll find out that, that he did not. Now we can see what's going on in the earth. We can see the weeping, the wailing. We can see the fear. We can see the tumult. We can see uh, all the turmoil that's going on in, our, in other people's lives and in the, our society right now. And we can feel for them we can understand for them, but we should not be agreeing with it. We should be agreeing with what the Word says. We should be agreeing with what God wants to do. Amen? And that's what he is doing right here. He goes in and he, he, asked, he actually asked them, why are you so distraught? And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Why are you so distraught? Why are you weeping and wailing? This young lady is not dead, but she's asleep. You know, we should be telling those that are around us, you know, yeah, this looks bad. Things look bad. But I'm telling you, we, we should be trusting and relying and depending upon the Word of God, which says, we, you know, we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Don't be moved by temporal things. This is just a temporary situation. Trust and rely on me. I'll take you to the other side. 
They laughed and jeered at him. Now, the world's going to make fun. I've, we've been experiencing some of that, and I know you have too. If you're, if you're a believer who stands strong on what you believe and on the Word of God, you're going to have people looking at you like a calf at a new gate. They're going to laugh at you, and they're going to say, he has lost, that Tim has lost his mind. No, I have renewed my mind. I have trusted in the one who has the ability to change a situation in an instant. They laughed him to scorn, but he paid them no mind either. And he went on in and he put them out. Now, listen, we need to get to the point that we put down thoughts and imaginations. We cast them out of our minds. That's where uh, he put out physical people. We need to put out thoughts and imaginations that are contrary to what the word of God is saying toward a particular situation. Now, it says he he gripped her. In verse 41, gripping her firmly by the hand, Jesus took this thing, he, took, he got a grip on the situation. He got a grip on this little girl's hand. That's what we need to be doing as men and women of God, children of God right now. Get a grip on our thoughts. Get a grip on what's going on around us. Get a grip. You've heard that said before. Son, you need to get a grip. Well, that's what we need to do right now in this hour, in this moment. Get a grip. Shake the devil loose from our situation and loose the word of God on him and allow our lives to once again be focused on what God is trying to do in this world. He, if we look closely, we're finding out that we're closer than ever than to, to see the return of the Lord. So right now, instead of being focused with what society is doing, what's going on in the world, let's focus on that and begin to witness and help others to come to know Him as Lord. Uh, Pastor and I was sharing something there just before I started this tonight, and this young man was saying basically what Paul wrote was, God forbid I should ever preach anything but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. In this hour, in this time that we're living in right now, for us to share hope for those that are around us, to those that are around us, we need to be doing just that. His word says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So we as believers, we as his children need to be lifting him up so that they'll be drawn into the kingdom of God. He got a grip. He said, he says, Get it, uh, gripping her firmly by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise from the sleep of death. And instantly, the girl got up. So that's my challenge to you tonight. That's my challenge to all you believers tonight. Get a grip. Get a grip. Don't be bothered by what you see going on around you. Don't be bothered by the things in society. Get a grip on the Word of God and on His promises and we'll find out that we'll come out stronger. We'll come out victorious in all the days that lay ahead. We, the church, finally, I believe, are coming alive. We're waking up from our slumber. We're about to bother the devil. We're about to disturb his ways of doing things. We're about to disturb his kingdom of darkness. We're about to set free those that have never known Jesus before. So tonight, I challenge you, if you're listening to me and you'd like to know with a surety that you know Jesus Christ as Lord, pray this prayer with me. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Father, I surrender my life to you.
take it and do something with it. In Jesus' name, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are a child of God. You are saved and set free in Jesus' name. Now, I pray tonight that this has blessed you. I pray that in some way a word has entered into your heart and you become stronger for it. Don't be bothered. That's our title. So right now, Father, in Jesus' name, as we separate, Father, I ask that you touch their hearts, their minds, and their lives and cause them to be strong in the Lord and in the power of their might. Be sure and tune in this coming Sunday. Pastor Brett has a message that will set you free, and I'm positive of that. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen.